Welcome to the Maria Heller Show, on the net since 2000 and still going strong. If you feel like you're not getting the real news, if you feel like you're not connected spiritually, you have found your home. Maria covers a wide range of topics as only a snarky New Yorker can. Straight up, no chaser. No censorship, no corporate sponsors, thus true freedom of speech. Your subscription gives you unlimited access as a member of the smartest audience on earth. Relax and enjoy the education. Now here's Maria. Good morning world. Maria here, alive and kicking. Welcome to The Bigger Picture, a breath of fresh air, probably the most important show that I do because it talks about your spirituality and everybody has forgotten that we are spiritual beings experiencing a physical existence. It's not the other way around. And of course, my guest, my co-host is my friend, Michael Rakia of uh, Joseph Speaks, his latest book, The Spaces Between, Unseen Forces That Shape Your Life. And if you can look at this planet and not realize there are unseen forces shaping what's going on, there's something missing. Uh, good morning, Michael. Good morning, Maria. How are you? I'm good. I'm like, holy crap. You know, I keep watching the world twirl. And it's like, could it be that every day it gets worse instead of better? It's strange uh, entertainment, isn't it? Oh, you know, I think of what was it, Confucius, that said, may you live in interesting times. Indeed, yes. I don't know how much more interesting I can take it. <laughs> <laughs> I wake up in the morning and I thought that I would have a relief, you know, checking online what's going on in the world once Trump was out of office. But every morning, there's always something that makes me say, Marana mia. So, yes. I said, so the Italian part of my brain kicks in from the, the point of being shocked. You know, I, I can hear my father's expressions, my mother's expressions. And I think to myself, what if they were alive today? What would they think of this world? I often think the same thing of my parents, Maria. They would be absolutely shocked. I know, it's like crazy stuff. I mean, I think about my parents, I think in a lot of ways, uh, they were very liberal, okay? Uh, They allowed us freedom of speech, freedom of expression. You know, they always let us express ourselves, whether they liked what we were saying or not. But, you know, I remember in a harmless comedy called Blazing Saddles that came out, I don't know, 1970. And I remember going to the theater with my mother and my mother got so insulted when she saw them sitting around a campfire after they had eaten beans and they started passing gas. Yes. And my mother was like, this is disgusting. <laughs> and I think to myself, when I look at the media, when I look at everything, everybody's half naked, who's doing who, all kinds of crazy stuff. And I think of my mother more than anything, because I used to call her one of the original suffragettes. Because she was so old-fashioned, like a Puritan. Uh, I think of her and I say, Ma, you would be so shocked. How would you even react to what I am experiencing on this earth at this time? They couldn't react. They, they just wouldn't be able to take it in. And there are times when I've, I've thought, I, I'm glad you are both on the other side. Oh, God, I'd say that almost every day. I'm so glad you're not experiencing this. I'm ashamed of how humanity is acting at the moment. And thank God that you are over in a safer place. 
Well, I'm not. I'm glad I'm not the only one that says that. I say that almost every day. You know, I think of my father, you know, he was such a gentleman. He was so well-educated. He was so kind and loving uh, and so forgiving, way more forgiving than I have. I miss that gene from him. Uh, And and I openly admit it. Uh, And I think of, well, what would he think of this world? You know, he was such a happy guy. You know, he was really... uh, just, you know, he was just a happy Napolitan guy, you know, singing. He liked his music. He liked his food. He liked his friends. Uh, he was very giving, you know. He had his own separate spirituality. Um, and and I remember my father, when the miniskirts came out, I was, I was going dancing one night and I had a miniskirt on. My father grabbed me by the scruff of my neck and said, where do you think you're going? <laughs> and I said, I'm going dancing. And he says to me, what do you think? You got skinny thighs? And I said to him, no, I got skinny shirts because of his Italian accent. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, I was wearing a skirt two inches above my knee and my father flipped out. And I look at what uh, what media shows us, you know, the Grammys. I got to tell you, I'm not a prude and I was shocked, okay? okay. And it takes okay. a lot to shock me. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, I lived through the 60s, I lived through civil rights, I lived through the riots, I lived through so much stuff, and yet I'm shocked. You know, I put on uh, young people's radio, the words alone are shocking to me. And I'm like, what happened to Tony Bennett, Frank Sinatra, even Elvis Presley? Uh, So, you know, we're living in very interesting times. Now, I don't know if you're noticing it as much as I am. Uh, But what I'm noticing is a lot of people all of a sudden, and and I don't think it has anything to do with COVID, uh, having heart attacks, getting, uh, I didn't even know you could get kidney cancer, uh, all kinds of diseases. And and it seems to be hitting people that are middle-aged, not, and I don't mean middle-aged like they try to tell you at 70, you're middle-aged. We all know that's bull crap. I'm talking about people that are 40, 50 years old. Uh, so I don't know if this is a great exit, if this is, you know, everybody's just saying time to go, or if it's the unseen forces and the spaces in between that are creating the madness here. Well, we're, we're immersed in this soup at the moment, aren't we? And both myself and Jane wake up and are instantly aware of it. You wake up normally and you think, oh, great, here I am again, I've had a good night's sleep, I've I've been dreaming, it's been fine, and then it sits in, it hits you like a sledgehammer, because the materialistic, the the powerful, uh, with regard to the earth, vibrations at the moment, are so dense that that you can't help but pick them up. Mm -hmm. Now those vibrations are of a certain frequency, and if you are uh, lowered in energy because of that frequency, then you harmonize with that frequency and it makes you ill. And if there's anything wrong with you that might be mild, it is accentuated. It is accelerated because of the vibrations around us. You, you're talking about the, uh, the awards and how people dress. Again, it's because we are totally materialistic. We identify totally with the body. We think we are the body. We're the body and the mind and nothing else. And that belief goes out into the field of human consciousness and is fed back to us. So we 
are, we are celebrating the fact in most minds that we are just material beings, that there are material solutions to everything, uh, and that we just follow the guidance that we are given. And we've cut ourselves off. We are a house divided. And those vibrations around us are so low at the moment that they're dragging us down. And I think that's why there's the incidence of serious illness flaring up. And as you say, people passing over at this time. Uh, a lot of people, of course, want to go at this time. Right. They look at the world as we've been looking <clears throat> at the world, and they say, I've had enough. This, if this is the world, I don't want to live in it. Mm-hmm. Right. Of course, what we should also be doing is saying, if this is the world, I don't want to live in it. What can I do to change it? Mm-hmm. What can I do to restore harmony to the field of human consciousness? And of course, there are things we can do. But we believe ourselves and have been led to believe that we are powerless. And the opposite is true. We are each created as equal spirits. We are angelic beings. And we each have an equal access to divine energy. In fact, we are far more powerful when streaming divine energy, light energy, than thousands of people who are streaming material, uh, materially based energies only. We are the ones with the power, but we have to do something. We've said this on this show, haven't we, over the years? Time to do something. It's time to do something. It's right. time to do something. And every time we have a show, we are two months further on, and there isn't that much evidence of things being done to counter what is happening across the world at the moment. We have to, my spiritual teacher used to say, because she had all sorts of uh, things wrong with her. Uh, she had, she'd had cancer in her leg, she'd had cancer in her eye, um, she was uh, clinically blind at one, uh, at one time, uh, looking after her, her husband who was paralyzed from the waist downwards, and she used to say, Michael, there are days when you just have to get up and hypnotize yourself. Hmm. You will get up and you will think, this is going to be a terrible day. No. You've got to get yourself in the state of mind that today is a spiritual day, that all your needs will be met, and that you are a powerful being and can do what is needed to help others and to change this world. And I think that more than ever is true at this time, that we need every morning to say, right, be gone, negativity. Be gone apparent state of the world. Be gone what I'm being told by the media. Instead, I affirm that I am a spirit, that I am part of the divine and therefore cannot be depressed, cannot be ill, cannot be down, cannot be lost. And I will allow my higher self and the divinity within me to guide me, to protect me, to heal me and to inspire me today. And no one else, nothing else can enter that zone. And uh, yes, it's tough to do, but it does work because the divinity within and the higher self that we are part of is far more powerful than any of this nonsense that's being spread around the earth at this time. So we, this is a rallying call at this time to say, what do we want? Right. Do we want to end or do we want things to change? And if we want things to change, we have to realize that we are powerful that we are able to stream out light from our hearts, that we are able to connect to the divinity within, that we are able to make our own decisions and follow our own consciences and live as we want to live. Maybe it's saying only in our own houses or only in our own town, but we can live as we want to live. Exactly. You know, I keep telling people happiness is an inside job. 
Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Succinctly put, perfectly put. Right. And, you know, people, you know, for the past few weeks, no matter who my guest was, we always come to the same conclusion or I get to say the same thing. When they ask me what I feel the issue is uh, on the planet, and, and to me it's very clear, Michael, it's yeah. the lack of the sacred. Absolutely. There is Absolutely. No, nothing is sacred anymore. Not your physical body, not nature, nothing. Nothing is sacred. Uh, and until we get back to the sacred, you know, we had a politician here in the United States this week say that the Native Americans never contributed to the culture of America and that when they got here, the white men, there was nothing here. Uh, and that just flipped me out, okay? Because obviously, even though he's in office, he's an idiot and doesn't realize if it wasn't for the Iroquois Indians, we would never have our Bill of Rights. You know, the, yeah. most, of our, most of our founding papers were, were based on Native American spirituality and fairness. Um, but it just shows not only the lack of the sacred, but the lack of education. Yeah. And, and somebody asked me, I think it was yesterday, you know, why do we keep repeating the same thing? And I said, listen, history repeats because people don't learn from it. Whatever happened to decent dialogue and debate? And tolerance. Well, that's all gone out the window because everybody is mad. And I don't just mean mad angry. I mean mad, like their brains have flipped. Yes. Again, we are descending. We are spiraling downwards into this soup of heavy vibration. But we've created it. Uh, You know that we we have the book, The Fall, that that goes back to what went wrong. And then Joseph, the spirit communicator that's come through me in trance, tells us exactly what to do to get out of our current predicament. Maria, we're giving that book away. We put it on YouTube. I read it out. People don't even have to read it. And I say to them, uh, here's a book that, to my mind, and to the mind of the soul group that, uh, that... communicated through me as Joseph, is the most important book for our times. Mm -hmm. It explains exactly how things went wrong, how we keep repeating things, what will happen if we don't get out of this mess, and how we can get out of this mess. Right. And you know, those are the least watched or listened to videos on our YouTube channel. Well, I think that... People... I'm going to say... And I have no other way of saying this. What I have found from all the decades of doing my work, because I taught long before I did radio, uh, what I have always found is people will flock to lies and falsehoods and support liars and, and people that seek to control them instead of looking for the truth or appreciating the truth. I actually call it the Barabbas effect. <laughs> huh. <laughs> and that's from a, 
Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not religious, but I was brought up Catholic, and there's the story of uh, was it Pontius Pilate saying uh, on the day when one criminal could be released, who do you want to the crowds? Who do you want released, Barabbas or Jesus? Right. And they said they shouted as one, Barabbas. Yeah. Barabbas was a murderer. Exactly. Now, as you say, it's always the wrong choice. Hmm. Always the wrong choice. And I think the theme is today that we have to help ourselves. We have to investigate and discover what's wrong, realize that something's wrong, and take steps to put it right. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to put it right for us. Exactly. Waiting for politicians to put it right for us, it's not going to happen. No, no. I remember my mother always used to say, God helps those who help themselves. But of course, she would always add, and God help those who gets caught helping themselves. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, listen, they had a good sense of humor. But, you know, back in the day, you know, as a child, I remember really looking forward. You know, I was looking forward to being an adult. I was looking forward, you know, to getting married, to having children. Uh, you know, the usual things that, you know, humans do. Um, yeah. But today, you look at the statistics, nobody's having babies, okay? I talk to young people, they, they're lost. They have no motivation. They have no goals. They're not looking forward to anything, okay? And, and I don't think it's their laziness. I think it's the general malaise of the planet. It is, and the way that they've been brought up by society. Uh, and I think one of the, the, the greatest sins was to put a mobile phone in their hand. Oh, for and sure. And I warned about this years ago. I could see, I could feel what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. That the attention that they should have for each other and for the world and for how their lives uh, should be lived and what they wanted to achieve in life, that attention was diverted to that little oblong in their hand. And then that little oblong in their hands more and more dictated how they should live and took away their personal power, took away their ability to think, Mm -hmm. took away their ability to be part of a family and to have friends and to mingle with friends. And so you could see that there was this um, insidious device that uh, by design rather than by accident was taking away everything that should be part of a young life as that young life is blossoming. Right. Uh, I'm always shocked to, to see, I, I go on my walks early in the morning, and the people that I do see, the young people that I see, are already glued to their phone. Right. went for a walk uh, last week, Jane and myself, and we sat on a bench, and a lovely horse came past. And there was a rider on that lovely horse, a young girl, and that young girl, was she concentrating on the horse, or the road, or the countryside? No, she was on her phone. That's crazy. There That's... was a, a young man this morning who was getting on a bus. A bus stopped by me, and he was stood by me waiting to get onto the bus. And even ha- as he was get, stepping onto the bus to give the, the bus driver his, his money and get a ticket, he was looking to his phone. It's sickening. I mean, I think it was some late night comic that was talking about the fact that now that COVID's getting better in the States, you can start having family gatherings. And the way he said it was, now you can invite your family over to stare at their phones while they're having dinner. Yes. Yes. Uh, and, And people don't realize that technology 
is controlling them. They think they're they think they're in control. Listen, Michael, till this day, it's the year the year twenty twenty one. I still don't have a cell phone. Okay. And it annoys people that I don't have a cell phone. Okay, and I'm like, I don't even want to answer the phone in my house. I find that as an interruption in my flow. <laughs> so why would I, why would I want to have a phone attached to my hip, where I have no privacy or any peace anywhere I go? Uh, but I look at these young kids. You know, I see pictures online uh, and social media. Uh, uh, there was a, a classroom of children that were at one of the most fabulous art museums. They're sitting on the benches in front of one of these spectacular pieces, and every one of those kids is on their phone. Yeah. So this to me, well, it's part of dumbing them down. They don't know how to spell. They don't know how to write. They're using little um, icons or whatever the hell you want to call them, emojis. So they're going back to caveman writing, uh, and they don't realize it. Um, and I find it, it's just crazy. It's sad and it's weird and it's crazy, but it's big brother of 1984. And they, most of those kids have never read 1984. No, we're being robbed of our humanity. Our children are being robbed of their futures. And the, the, um, what should I say? Those in positions of power that are causing this, seem to feel that they are immortal. Right. Seem to feel that the amassing of money and power, which is not power at all on a material level, mm-hmm. will never be taken from them. That they will never one day wake up and find they are somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And that, that when they are in that somewhere else, they will have no power, no money, no ability to interact with the people around them, and will have to claw their way out of the situations that they have created <laughs> around themselves via their acts whilst on earth. Right. Only we get that through to those who are misusing power at the moment, then we will be getting somewhere. Oh. But there is such arrogance. You, you, you're taking over half the planet for what? Tomorrow morning or later tonight, you may not be here. Mm-hmm. And then where will you be? Do you think that you can you can bankroll the spirits who come to help you on the on the other side? Right. Do you do you think you can buy your way out of the situation, the dark situation, the vibrations that you've placed yourself in? Do you think you can buy your way out? Obviously, they think they can take it with them. You know what I mean. Uh, but when yeah. you when you think about uh, buying your way out. Maybe they do think that. Maybe they just don't think uh, that their soul will answer for what they do here. Yeah. Uh, or that, you know, w- there are worse places than being in a room of couch potatoes, which you and I talked about before the show. What I, what I do find myself, and, and listen, you've been on the show now what with me? Seven, eight years? I don't remember. Oh my God! No. <laughs> twelve but years! Yeah. Wow, you got a lot of patience to hang out with me for twelve years. <laughs> uh, but okay, so let's go right back. You know, I, I the other day, you know, I have a lot of errant thoughts that float through my mind, and I was like, okay, Michael was on the show. You know, I thought seven years because I don't keep track of time, obviously. 
Uh, and when we first talked, uh, and it probably was from your first book, um, yeah. you uh, Joseph had estimated that we had one lifetime to turn things around, 70 years. Yes. Uh, I can see that that time period has accelerated. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And I, I can understand that it would be perfectly human for you and for me to feel like we failed somehow because we've been at it for so long, you know, hammering away, hammering away, hammering away. But I also realize it's not our responsibility. We're only responsible for ourselves and what we do. You make a difference every day. I know I make a difference every day. Uh, so, you know, when I was younger, of course, Michael, my ego and whatnot, I thought I was here to save the world and I was going to do it. And then I realized the world didn't need to be saved. It was the people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it, it is very difficult, isn't it? Because we do feel sad. There is this great sadness and thinking, yeah, you feel like you failed. You feel, well, this is the mission I came here to do. Right. And nobody's listening. <laughs> Nobody's listening. I mean, I feel that the, the, the Joseph information is sublime spiritual information. Absolutely. has been brought through by uh, an elevated soul who has lived in a soul group for millennia as we measure time. And that soul group is, is attempting to open eyes and open hearts. And, you know, if, if I feel sad and I feel that there is some sense of failure at this time, how must they feel? How must they feel? As Joseph says, and here's the shocker, I've brought this information through before. Mm-hmm. In other words, as part of a different civilization before this current fall, as it were, he's brought this information through before to try and make souls see they failed to see last time. Right. <laughs> it's, on a, it's on a nice edge whether they will see this time. He said, don't let me have to bring it through again. <laughs> Imagine his <But> frustration. <laughs> that, that soul group will not move on. They love us so much that they will not move on into infinity where they have every right to exist until every last one of us has got out of the fix that we are in. Now, now that is love. Absolutely. That is, that is an example for our, our leaders who, who love power, who right. love control, who love money. No, that is love, sir. That is love, madam. Right. Well, my, mother, my mother always had an expression, they only love with their mouth. Yes. And what she meant, of course, by that was, you know, you want to show love, you show it by, by actions. You don't just yes. talk about it. But, you know, even having done unwillingly all these years the news, which is, was part of my direction, and I tried not to do it, but uh, I do it, uh, I never hear anybody talk about peace anymore. No. You're not hearing it out of religious people who are telling people to take up arms against their enemies, you know. That's what the, you know, religions are doing now, blessing, you know, blessing weapons, in their church spaces. Uh, you've got politicians that no longer speak about peace. It's like uh, like the word disappeared from the English language. Yes. Uh, for me, you know, when I, I'm doing my affirmations, my Reiki at night, I always send it to justice, peace, and truth. Yes. 
Uh, yes. But those are not words that people even understand anymore. We had a, on that note, Maria, we had a, a short communication uh, from the Persian gentleman, who is my principal guiding influence and dear friend, mm-hmm. uh, a couple of weeks ago, saying that the angelic intention, no, never mind the human intention, the angelic intention, because angelic intentions have been set into this planet. Mm-hmm. And he said the angelic intention between now and May the 3rd, now this was a couple of weeks ago, is that truth be brought to the surface, truth be revealed, truth be exposed in people's minds and people's hearts. And so we've sent that out as part of the meditations we've been doing weekly uh, during this period. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it is amazing that a lot of things have come to the surface. Most of them are disquieting, right. but a lot of uh, things have been revealed. And again, it's, if, if we link with divine intention, with the intention of our higher self, with the intention of soul groups, with the intention of higher vibration, then we elevate what's happening here. And anything that is below that vibration is exposed, is, is put into plain sight so that people can evaluate it and decide what they want to do about it. So an interesting time, as you said earlier. Right. Well, you know, if you think about the fact that we also entered the age of Aquarius, where things speed up, things move fast, it would make sense because things need to move fast because I can tell you, even if we subtract the 12 years from the 70 years, I still think looking at what I cover from the environment, etc., it'll be a lot less. It will be a lot less, yes. It will be a lot less unless we don't think about it. Well, you know, and this is why, you know, I, I have a lot of wonderful clients and a lot of them getting up in years. A lot of them are suffering terrible physical ailments. I mean, Michael, terrible physical ailments. Yet it doesn't touch their happiness or their spirituality, okay? It's just amazing to me how strong some souls are for what they're suffering. Uh, because you would never know they were suffering because they were always upbeat and they're still doing the work they came here to do, whether they're in a wheelchair or not. Yes, um, because it's strong. And the spirit is more powerful than the, the bodily aspect of it, than this computer program that we appear to be. And if, if we, in strength, align ourselves with what we really are, we are strong. And uh, we, we may still have the illnesses and we may still have the challenges in life, but we can see through them and look beyond them and grow beyond them and act beyond them on a daily basis because we're drawing from our real source of energy, which is not earthly, not material at right. all. Right, and I'll tell you what, when I talk to these people and they don't say it in a dark or negative way, they're A-OK and ready to go at any yeah. time. But yeah. they also, like myself, you know, I've said this you know, to some of my close friends, yeah, I'm ready to go whenever the time comes. But in the meantime, I'm going to keep doing my work because this is what I came here to do. That's exactly right. And and everybody out there, you've got to realize whatever it is you came here to do, you're going to do it until the day you're not doing it. Uh, And these are the people, the special souls on the planet that I've been blessed to know. Uh, you know, I don't have, uh, I don't attract low energy people to myself, even as students or as, as clients. Uh, and my greatest joy is counseling them on a spiritual level, which I'm sure is the same for you. It is indeed. 
because, you know, how many times you're going to answer the same physical questions? You know, am I going to get married? Am I going to have a baby? You know, blah, blah, blah. I love people that are interested in, you know, how many lifetimes do I have to go? You know, what happens after this? Uh, how can I raise my vibration? These are the people I treasure and look forward to working with. And they elevate you. Um, I, I, I'm sure we must have mentioned this in the, uh, in the 12 years that we've been doing the show, but uh, when I used to do one-on-one -on -one, uh, readings, I would always be accompanied by a member of the soul group. And having spoken about uh, people's lives, having put them in communication with their loved ones, having told them what's going on in their lives uh, physically, materially, having told them what the trends would be for the future if they continued along a particular path, uh, the, the person who was with me would say, now ask them, tell them that you are uh, linked to somebody from the soul group. Tell them that they now have the opportunity to ask a spiritual question. They've had all the, the information from their friends mm -hmm. and relatives. Tell them they can now ask a spiritual question. Anything about heaven, earth, karma, God, anything. And they would think for a moment, 90% of them would say, which car should I buy? Huh. Or will my house sell? Right. Or which boyfriend should I be with? Right. But, once in a while, once in a while, there would be somebody that would ask a sublime question, a sublime spiritual question. And those people were, well, they are angels, but they were like angels. They would come and, I'd think of an evening when people were coming to see me, I wonder what sort of person I'd be sitting with tonight. Mm. But every so often there would be a luminous, luminous being, a wonderful angel in physical flesh that would uplift the house, uplift me, uplift themselves, and ask the most wonderful spiritual questions. And as you say, it makes it all worthwhile. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've experienced that, you know, very much in my life, because I used to do a lot of lecturing and, and travel on the road and whatnot. And like you, you know, some people only could identify themselves by what they owned. Yes. Uh, they were lost souls. Uh, but you always had that one striking ball of light that would bounce in and uh, throw a monkey wrench in the mundane with something important. Uh, yeah. Michael, we need to take a short break. Stay with us. Michael and I will be right back. She's been called Paula Revere, the mother of the Internet and even a legend. The mouth that roars, roars all truth without any input from corporate, religious or political affiliations. Free is in it just like you are. Often imitated but never duplicated. Commercial free talk providing a real education in a world filled with lies, cover-ups, and propaganda. Subscribe now and encourage your friends to do the same. Feel good about supporting real media that supports you and all life on this planet. Pick a subscription of your choice and get started on the journey down the rabbit hole. If you are financially challenged or a senior on a limited income, please send an email to maria at maria.net and she will work something out for you. There's never been a more dangerous or exciting time to be alive. Education is a necessity now. Stay informed. Subscribe today at www.meria.net. Okay, welcome back to The Bigger Picture with myself and Michael Rakia. If you don't have his books... You need to get every single one of them. You can start from the beginning or pick and choose whichever one attracts you the most. 
but these are your books that will get you ready for your next journey once you're out of here. And I think the timing couldn't be better for you best be getting all this knowledge crammed in your head or you're going to be laying in a bed somewhere dying, scared to death because you have no knowledge of what's going to happen when you close your eyes for the last time. Was that too stern, Michael? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think they're good, uh, they're good traveling companions, the books, you know. Uh, uh, and as I always say, we, we don't take anything personally from them. Uh, we, we use the money to, to print more of them, the, the proceeds from them. But I think they're, good, they're a good book to put in your spiritual suitcase and to refer to time and again to prepare yourself for, for what is next. Uh, my spiritual teacher always used to say when older people were arguing, uh, and, and tried to drag her into the argument. No, I'm not doing that. At your time of life, you should be thinking about the next place, not arguing. Right. And I think that is true now, not for people who are at a certain time of life, but for everyone. Because the way that the world is going, unless we can turn things around, I think there are a limited number of days in front of us. We can turn things around, but it needs personal action. Mm -hmm. Unless we get that personal action, then we may as well prepare for the next place. Exactly. And you know that I've read all your books. <laughs> I treasure all your books, Michael. But I think it's no surprise to you. <laughs> My favorite one is Your Life After Death. Yes. Uh, I, I can't read that book often enough. I don't know if it works the same for everybody else, but I, I just know it takes me right out of body. I could read one chapter and boom, I'm in a beautiful, better universe than this one. Uh, but I have been recommending that to a lot of people as of late. Uh, people that are getting ready for the transition. Uh, people that are young, old, sick, in between. Because there's so many answers in that book. Answers people will never get from their religions. Never, not in a million years. Uh, and people just need answers. They need to know that this life is not all there is. Yes, very much is not, is not all there is. It's just one tiny aspect of an infinite journey and infinite possibilities. Uh, and we were, we were never meant to, to lose that spiritual connection. We were always meant, originally, on Earth, to realize that we were spiritual beings. To have that connection to our spirituality and to our greater life. But we, we've thrown that away. Mm -hmm. uh, we were talking earlier about uh, religious response. And the religious response uh, in this country to, to, to recent events to, over the past year or so has been disgraceful in my, to my mind. Has been disgraceful. Mm -hmm. There is no encouragement for souls. There is no uh, upliftment for souls. Uh, you would imagine that our, our priests and our vicars would be uh, on the television or on YouTube and would be rallying the people and, and bringing through words of comfort right. and hope right. and upliftment. None of it. No, there's no. none of it here either. It's just hatred and vitriol coming out of their mouths. Yeah. More divisiveness, uh, more ways to separate people. But, you know, there's, yeah. also, there's also a little blessing that's been going on. Uh, and, and I don't know if it's the same where you are, but I'm getting stories like this from around the world. Uh, because of COVID, a lot of young people are not working. Uh, they're very happy, enjoying their time off, getting their unemployment. Yeah. Uh, and 
in a way, it's a good thing because it's woken them up uh, to, to being a wage slave. That's number one. But I'm also seeing that a lot of these young people are using their God-given talents to make some beautiful creations, new technology, solutions to problems, because they have the time without worrying about needing to make that money to actually use their intellect for something good. You know, you and I discussed, you know, at the beginning of this COVID, you know, that it was a good thing. People were getting back to their families. They were learning to cook again. They were, everybody was baking bread. I don't know why. I would assume most of those people never even ate bread, but it was something to do. Uh, but I do look at, and, and some of these inventions and things coming through are children, you know, children 12, 13 years old. Uh, so there is a lot of good uh, that comes out of it because people always say to me, you know, uh, don't you think it would be boring, you know, being out of body and on a different planet where everything is perfect and there's no hatred and there's no this and that. And I'm like, no, because then you can use your creative forces to actually create beauty. You can use your intellect to create. How could yeah. you get bored with that? Yeah. And those creative forces are what we used, all of us, all of you listening to this, used before the fall as the angelic beings that you really are to create this world. Consider that, that the, the, the ultimate act of creation, it probably isn't the ultimate act of creation, but it is from our limited point of view, that you can create worlds. Mm -hmm. And you created this world so that you could visit it in flesh with a direct connection to the divine and go through certain experiences, not the experiences we're experiencing now, Mm -hmm. But certain experiences that would enhance yourself, the world that you created, and the rest of the angelic host. And that those experiences unique to you and to the other angelic travelers through this realm would be taken back to the Godhead by you to enhance the Godhead and to further creativity throughout the whole of creation. Now, isn't that a wonderful thing? And doesn't that put into perspective the, the pettiness and the trivial, uh, the trivialities that, are, that, that we are concerned with at the moment? Mm -hmm. We are creative beings, as you quite rightly said, Maria. And I, I would advise anyone listening to this show to, to become creative. Because in times when you're creative, doesn't matter what you do, uh, you know, some hobby, something that takes you out of yourself, you are closer to what you really are. And whilst you're being creative, your mind is away from all these challenges and all this nonsense that's around us at the moment. Mm -hmm. And your mind is, is closer to divine mind and divine heart. And you will receive inspiration, you'll receive healing, you'll be uplifted, and you'll know what to do in your own life and the life of those uh, around you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I have some listeners who are extremely talented. Uh, and, you know, the shutdowns and just giving them more time and space to bring through yeah. some of the most beautiful artwork because they, they do snap pictures and send me pictures of it. And I used to make my living as an artist. Uh, so I can certainly appreciate the beauty they're creating. But a lot of it is coming through as otherworldly stuff, yes. which is beyond our human imagination and what we have experienced here. Uh, but beautiful nonetheless. Uh, in, in different kinds of colors and whatnot. 
you know, some people got creative, you know, by learning how to grow food. Okay. Sometimes just having your hand in the dirt, in the soil is a great connection to your connection to all that is. Uh, so, you know, these are things that everybody's got to find what it is that takes them. You remember that old commercial, Calgon, take me away. Uh, <laughs> they, they've got to find something that's that Calgon that can take them away from this reality. You know, before the show, you know, you and I were talking and I said to you, the gym for me is creative because I go there and I can dump all this stress, all this energy, and figure out, well, what's best for my body today and enjoy it while I listen, you know, listen to some tunes on my headset. Uh, Creativity is not limited. It's limitless. Absolutely. Uh, So, and, you know, the fact that you just said, you know, we are creators, we are creative forces is probably where the word creative comes from uh but i think that's something that again has been knocked out of most of us you know here in the united states it's been decades since they eliminated the arts uh the arts programs in school uh the music programs in school uh a way of you know just making kids left-brained with no balance uh, and it's almost like they deliberately want to stop your creativity. And, and I, if what I saw at the Grammys and the Oscars is creativity, I'm glad I don't. I don't know who any of those people are and don't listen to it. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it is deliberate. I, I feel it is deliberate. I feel it's deliberate because certain souls want to rob us of that creativity, knowing that that creativity uh, allows us to express ourselves. Uh, to be free, to to join together, to acknowledge our oneness. And so they are trying to eliminate all those things from our existence. Right. Uh, It's it's a terrible state of affairs. But we have to to determine that we are spiritual beings, no matter what we're told. Mm -hmm. We have to understand that we are creative beings, no matter what we're told. And we have to understand that we are angelic beings, beings of light and glory and happiness, no matter what we're told. And we have to pour into the world, because of our affirmations of those facts, a a better way, a better vibration. We have to combat the darkness. We have to switch a light on in the dark room so that people can see what is really going on. Right. Well, I think a lot lot of things are being exposed. You know, I'm impatient. I like to see it exposed a lot quicker. Uh, but I, a lot of things are being exposed. My my thought, though, is even when it is exposed, people aren't paying it any mind. That's right. They're That's just. Right. They're, it's like, I, I, you know, let's go back to the Bible, okay? Uh, I look at the some of what goes on, and I'm like, okay, things are looking like Sodom and Gomorrah to me. You know, when's the fire and brimstone coming from their loving God, by the way? Uh, it, it, and other people don't see it. So it, it's almost as though we have to live between two worlds. Yes. We have to be aware of what's going on here in the physical existence, but be able to separate ourselves to enjoy our lives in the spiritual existence. Yes. 
and for and for yeah. most yeah, for most of us, I think that happens in the dream state. Yes, yes, but it can happen now, can't it? It can happen in our daily lives, so that we are influencers, influencers and observers, but are not drawn into the matrix, as it were. Right. If we live from our spirituality and live from the point of view of our heart and our higher self, then the the world around us can be seen as an illusion, right? Uh, and can be seen as something that uh, that is malleable and can be influenced by the light that we have within us. Uh, and it, it's a protection. Uh, our homes should be places of, of peace and uh, palaces of of a high vibration. No matter what is going on outside those homes, inside our homes, we should be able to heal ourselves, to become peaceful, uh, to think straight and to be able to donate light from our homes into the world. Uh, it's, it's, it's almost like a Lord of the Rings situation. You shall not pass. <laughs> right. Nothing pass beyond this door except what I acknowledge and admit into this home. Absolutely. Nothing of a lower vibration shall come into my home and into my personal peace. Uh, and I think we have to... We have to uh, we're, live from that perspective more than ever at the moment. Oh, yes. I'm fiercely protective of my space. And yes. uh, I don't allow any negativity here. Uh, but I do actually just talk to a, a young man yesterday uh, who all of a sudden is having a lot of really nasty things happen uh, to himself, to his family, uh, in the space where he's living. And he wanted me to take a look at it. And sure enough, I did see a little bit of hoodoo going on there uh, from right. some nasty neighbors. And he you know, said, what can I do? And I said, Zizi, you've got to clear your space. And then you've got to put a protection around it. Yeah. And I gave him the instructions on how to do that. Um, but a lot of people don't know. You know, like sometimes i got to tell you, <laughs> you know that old expression in Italian, this is the casa di bon Gesù che traje non nesce mai più. Have you ever heard that? I haven't heard that one, no. My mother used to say that all the time. So translated, folks, it means this is the house of our good Lord. Whoever walks in never wants to leave. Uh, and that's how my house is. So people come, they visit, they never want to leave. They always manage to leave some personal item behind whether it's a hat or their chargers or whatever, uh, it's almost like they want to ensure that they can come back. That's the kind of home people need to have. It doesn't have to be off, you know, Better Homes and Gardens magazine. It's the energy, you know, and, and people can sense the energy. Uh, and you need to be fiercely protective of that. You know, even John Lennon said, if you want peace, it's as simple as just putting a sign in your window that says peace. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of little things people can do. And, you know, I've always told people, you know, if the outlaws come in, meaning they're in-laws, if your in-laws are more like outlaws, smudge your house once they leave. Yes. You know, I do right. Do something sacred to get rid of that energy. Yes. Because uh, sometimes you can't avoid it. You know what I mean? It could be a repairman coming in who's had a bad day. And he Absolutely, yes. And you suddenly feel drained or angry or upset. Absolutely. And you don't know why. Yeah, as you say, it can, be, it can be just somebody that comes into your house or somebody that passes by you. 
Yeah, we have to clear our houses, cleanse our houses, and cleanse ourselves. Absolutely. Make sure that there isn't anything attached to us. Right, because yeah. listen, everybody drags around with them. <laughs> Some people drag it around. Some people wear it like a peacock. But everybody's got their own aura, their energy field that they their that houses their physical body or puppets their physical body. Yeah. And I got to tell you, sometimes Michael, I look at people and their aura is heavy, and it's yeah. dark. I mean, really dark, almost charcoal. Yes. And I don't want that around me, okay? Because that stuff is contagious, you yeah. know. And I look at people, especially people that are drug addicted. I, I, they're very easy to spot because their auras are very flat and very dark. It's almost like they have a ghoul following them, ready to yeah. take them out at any moment. Yeah. Uh, so I don't like that kind of energy around me. Uh, and back in the day when I would talk, you know, counsel and uh, lecture to singles groups, and I would actually give them this advice, Michael. I often wonder how crazy people must have thought I am. Um, I said, if you're going to go out for a one-night stand, don't take that person home to your space. Yes. Go to a cheap motel, leave that energy there. <laughs> you know, you don't want to bring somebody into your bedroom, which is your most sacred space, because that's where you contact spirit nightly. That's where you travel. That's where your dreams come in. And people don't realize that your aura and the other person's aura while you're in... Uh, uh, having intercourse, blend. And when they blend, all the negative blends as well as the positive. Yes. Uh, so to me, I've always felt that, you know, casual sex can give you a whole lot worse things than a, than a STD. Absolutely. It can connect you with people that you do not want to be connected to. Right. To the, to the situations that are going on in their lives. It's a very complex thing, and it, again, it's down to, to love and, and us perhaps sounding a bit old-fashioned. But, uh, you know, sex is a means of bringing through further human beings. Um, I know it's a, a dramatic urge, but the urge that we should have is to find someone, uh, either ourselves or someone else, that we are compatible with and harmonious with. That you are. Right, that you right. Or they would say, you know, someone you vibe with, yes. but they don't get, they're talking about vibration and frequency, but they don't get that in the word vibe. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and yet you hear everybody say now that they're woke. That's the new word. Are you woke? Which I find so offensive. It just sounds so bad. It just sounds like such poor English. Are you woke? But the yes. truth of the matter is they're not woke. They're yoked. Yeah. Humans are yoked to the system like oxen. Yes, yes, unto each other. And uh, this is not the way we were supposed to be. We're free spirits, you know, and I can remember my father used to say that all the time. I'm a free spirit, you know, it's when the rules came around or the government rules or whatever, my father was, you know, I'm a free man. I came in here a free soul. Yeah. Uh, and he knew that. I don't know how he knew it, okay? But he knew that. Yeah. Uh, we but... belong to ourselves and to the divine. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's it in one sentence. We belong to ourselves and to the divine. No one has a right to control us. No one has a right to confine us. No one has a right to brainwash us. We are free, angelic beings. 
and evermore will be so, no matter what happens on this earth, we are at core free angelic beings. Well, and there you have it. And, you know, I've always said, and, and like you said a little earlier, you put out this great work. Very few people will even watch it after you've made so much effort to even put it on audio for the lazy people that don't want to read or people who can't read. Uh, you know, your videos are great. You know, you're all over YouTube. You've got a great channel. Uh, but the bottom line is I, I've gone through this myself for years. Yeah. Uh, we have a small audience because, I hate to say this, Michael, but in my mind, they're our soul group. They're a group where we're going to travel together to places the majority will not. Yeah. And that's okay with me because I knew that as a child. When I came out of that coma after I was hit by a truck, I was a different kid. Okay, I was only four years old. But when I came out, I kn- my mother, nobody even knew how long I was out. And, you know, they just didn't keep track. I guess they were too busy going into a Sicilian panic. Uh, but when I came to, my first thoughts were, where am I? Where are my people? How do I get home? And I knew that I needed to find my people, educate them, and get them ready to leave. I knew all of this in 1955, and here I am, (laughs) in 2021, which I never thought I'd live to see, (laughs) uh, doing the same thing. I just want to hold my soul group together. I want to encourage them, and yeah, even when I do the news, I can make them laugh. Uh, I help them to keep their perspective and their sanity, and and I feel good at the end of the day. And it's, it's no different for you, Michael. So I want to thank you for everything you do and for your great books, which as I told one person today, I said, listen, this guy actually answers questions. It's not like the bullshit books out there that give you nebulous answers that make no sense. He's direct and in your face. And it's information everybody needs to know. Uh, So that's how I sell your book. Could you imagine me on a commercial in the UK with my mouth? (laughs) So... um, (laughs) <laughs> but that's okay, you know. I, I came in here, I remember my father once said, first he said somebody would rip the tongue out of my mouth, and then he years later said, you have a mouth, use it. Uh, so I am using it. And, yeah. But I've never, I've never thought, even as a child, that I was here for the majority. I never yeah. had that thought, not once. No, no. But we still feel sad for them. Uh, of course. You know, uh, one day those souls too will elevate themselves but it doesn't look like it's going to be in this cycle unless there are radical changes well I have to agree with you but Michael I want to thank you for 12 years <laughs> no I thought it was 7 <laughs> thank you for 12 years a dozen we'll go for Baker's dozen now uh, hey. and I want to really say thank you to you thank you to Jane you guys, you guys are gifts to this planet and sometimes both of us have to remember that a prophet is usually never appreciated in their own time. That's very kind, Maria. Thank you for the work you do, too. Oh, well, Thank you me. take good care, and we'll talk soon. Yeah, you take care of yourself. God bless now. You too. Bye, Michael. Bye. Bye-bye. Michael Rekia, check out his work. Uh, I think you'll love it. I love every one of his books. 
and he could use your support. That's the other thing. Uh, but you also need the knowledge because if you're going to get stuck in this reality and think this life is all there is, yeah, man, you're in for a whole lot of not being woke. Anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting the show. Turn your friends on to the show if you feel they qualify. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Thank you for listening and supporting The Maria Show. Tell others what you learned today. Knowledge becomes wisdom only when it's shared. Encourage others to subscribe today. www.maria.net Often imitated, never duplicated. A world of information all in one place. www.maria.net Always ahead of the curve. Always on your side. Get active or get radioactive. Subscribe today.